Hello everyone, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. I'm also an author, freelance writer, and soon-to-be television host of the brand new show, The Right Stuff, The Author's Voice. And it's a show for authors, about authors, and we're really looking forward to that, folks. So we'll keep you up to date as the days move forward. But for now, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and listen in as I chat with my friend, Emily Vermillion, about living bold. And folks, don't forget, subscribe to Let Fear Bounce while you're here. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. And today I have with me the beautiful Emily Vermillion. She is a certified Christian life coach and podcast host of The Thought Vault, where she helps others renew their mind and live daily with bold intention. Absolutely love that. Bold intention. Nothing wrong with being bold. Thank you so (laughs) much for being with me today, Emily, on Let Fear Bounce. So welcome, welcome. Thank you, Kim, for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. It was so nice to get to meet you um, when I had you over on my show, and I'm just excited to continue the conversation today. And I am as well. I am as well. We were talking off mic that we, but she's in North Carolina and I'm in Pennsylvania and we both have sunshine today, which is just amazing. Yes. (laughs) It's a nice change. Nice change. Well, first off, I want to ask you, and I love your podcast, by the way, and I love the title of it, The Thought Vault. I want to ask you, where did that come from? The title for that? Well, so as some of your listeners may can relate to this, but I'm a person who lives in my head. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I'm constantly thinking, planning, ruminating, analyzing. And I think that's just how God made me. And uh, it's something that has been, you know, just a part of my life. I've just always had this internal dialogue. And as I became a life coach and just going through my experiences in life, I started to really understand how much emphasis God puts on our mind and on our heart and how we should be mindful of those two things. And so much of our life and what outflows from it and the circumstances we find ourselves in really do begin with our thinking and what our thoughts have been because they they truly dictate our choices and the actions that we take. And so for me, it was really, it, sometimes it felt like a vault, you know, because you have all these thoughts in your mind and how do they get out and, you know, how can you change them and just diving into all that. So that's kind of the precipice of me beginning my podcast and the, and the hope that I have in helping people get a wrangle on their thoughts and have a healthy thought life. Healthy thought life. Yes. That sounds like an absolutely wonderful title to a book. Yeah, really. There you go. There's there your I little go. there's yeah, there's your nugget today. Mark right. that down. I will. Maybe I need to write something. <laughs> that was my next question. I was gonna say, do you have any books out or anything? So I don't have any books. I have well, I have a few ebooks that you can get, you know, once you follow my links and stuff. I just have uh, a few ebooks that I've created to help people kind of, they're more like workbooks and helping you work through certain areas of your life. And my focus has always been very much three areas of mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. And so I have a few ebooks on that, but I haven't authored a novel like you. I hope to maybe one day to have author, you know, a a, a traditionally or even self-published author, that would be cool. So maybe that could be in the works in the future, but I mainly focus on my podcast and life coaching right now. You could do a life coaching book. 
doesn't have to be a novel. Yeah, nonfiction. Think nonfiction. See, there's something else I'm tossing in your thought vault. That's right. (laughs) Something else for me to think about and stay up late. I I too am one of those people that has all kinds of thoughts going on all the time. And I come up with all these ideas that just seem phenomenal at 3 a.m. Of course, always. That is my life. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do keep, I keep a a, a tablet by my bed now. And I actually have little tablets Mm -hmm. all throughout the house because I'll get these ideas and I have to get them down somehow. You know, it'll be a week or two later. I'll be, you know, sitting down. I'll be like, oh, what did I put in this one? I'll be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you sound just like me. <laughs> but I, I love it how um, you're a life coach and you bring your Christian life into that. Yeah. Um, how you touch the spiritual, mental, and physical well-being. Um, explain to me how you, or share with us, how you got into or why you wanted to become a life coach. So I've had so many, you know, again, just journeys and and faith journeys throughout my life. I think what I've always known is I was meant to encourage and guide and lead. That has always been tenets of who I felt I would be. And I had directed that thinking it would be corporate America and doing business and specifically healthcare. So I pursued that full-fledged through school. I went on to get my MBA and I'm proud of those, but also I feel like I had hemmed myself into, this is the plan I have, (laughs) Um, and thought that I was faithfully, you know, I feel like God did reveal a lot to me, and I know that there's a purpose behind my education, but I definitely was white knuckling it myself and, and bringing it to fruition, and, you know, I'm proud of my education, but what ended up happening, which may have happened to a lot of other people, and I, I'm sure has, I, I got all this, uh, all this education, prayed, landed what I thought was my dream, do- dream job, asked God specifically, give me this specific job. He answered my prayers and it was to teach me a lesson in a nutshell, because I was not fit for that life and it did not measure up to who I was. And it was just a mismatch. And so I say I had an early life crisis, which I did. I was miserable um, cried every day, felt like I had no purpose, didn't know what God was going to use me for. And I've always been a purpose, a person who has wanted to know, like, what is the plan here, God? And I've had to, that is a working he's done inside of me because he's like taught me, Emily, you have to have faith that I know what's best. Um, and even if you're unsure, you've got to step out in fear and, you know, in a testament to the title of your show, you got to let fear bounce and go out into faithful um, obedience to God. And that's really what that has taught me in my life, that trying to control my circumstances or think what I know is best never leads to a good outcome, typically. Um, you know, and I'm, si- I'm sitting here trying not to laugh because, right. you know, <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. You know, we all think that we know what's best and, you know, or yeah, this is probably how I'm, sp- I'm sp- probably supposed to go this direction. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I am. And then that lesson comes you know? exactly. <laughs> and you're exactly. like, Oh wow. That one hurt. Ouch. Yes. yes. Exactly. And so I just found myself in that place and just in complete desperation and um, through a culmination of, you know, talking with my loved ones and, and, 
having prayers answered, I was able to leave that position and be kind of in a, a transition. And through that transition, without having to tell you everything, which I can tell you some of the, obviously some of the things, but basically I just found myself blogging and wanting and putting things out into the world that I had written on my blog. And then I started getting very comfortable with going live and, and going live on social media and talking. And that just kind of spun into, Hey, maybe I should start a podcast. And then God literally dropping into my lap, life coaching and something I didn't even realize was a thing. And it just, he just showed me like, this is what I want you to do. And so, uh, the Christian element for me was critical because there's so much life coaching going on so much personal development so much self-care and all of these terms and while those are inherently not bad things the, they're missing the mark because the foundation of who you are and who you're going to become is completely obsolete if god is not in the picture and you're never going to have contentment you're never going to find your purpose your significance without god's provision over your heart and over your life and so that's where my life coaching differs i would say from most that are out there because the foundation of what i do is learning our purpose in christ first and foremost and seeing the outflow of that foundation play out into the decisions that we make and letting us be content no matter our circumstances which i think is um just such a healthy place to live because we can't control what's going on around us or who's in our life we can, of course, the whole thing we always hear, you can only control yourself and you can only control your own reactions. And that's so true. And if you have a heart after God, you know, your purpose in him, my word, your, your peace and the choice making you have from that point is totally different in your life. And so that's been kind of the reason why I've just felt so passionate, passionately about pursuing life coaching and, and trying to show up consistently and, and being, um, the hands and feet for Jesus in that way. I think we all bring different things to the table. So being, being his light. That's right. Light. That's right. Exactly. And you know, as you're talking, you say you started blogging and you were writing, but then previously you said you don't have a book. So <laughs> I'm an author. So I keep going back to that. Yes. <laughs> you have a blog, you have a blog, you more than likely have a book. Yeah, that's so that's such good encouragement because honestly, I and I pour a lot into my podcast show. And so I do interviews. Um, Kim was on my show and I, I love interviewing. It is so much, so much fun. But I do have I was looking at all the solo shows I've done and how much how much um, research and notes I have on those. And I actually was thinking that last night because I was scrolling through trying to get to the bottom to work on another episode I'm working on right now. I was like, I have like 200 pages here. <laughs> maybe it's funny that you say that. I don't know. Maybe you're prophetically speaking to me this morning because I thought about that. And now you're like telling me, hey, yeah, and you it, have a book. Well, and it keeps, it keeps coming to the forefront of my brain. So right. I, I think I am supposed to be telling you that. Thank you. Well, okay. So you've obviously, you already have the content. You just have to put it together. Yeah, there you go. Maybe so, but yeah. There, yeah. There's fun. my little nugget. That's my nugget for the day. Perfect. <laughs> um, I love, I love uh, how everything that you do, you know, your podcast, your blog, blog, your, your life coaching, um, is all the foundation is God, God first, Christ first. And I love that. And, and like you had said, it's, you're, you've, you've niched down into that and there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah. And some people, 
um, steer away from it. I've, mm -hmm. I was, uh, looking in you know you're always looking to for for great guests for your podcast or ones that you could potentially be a guest on and there's several that i found that i thought wow this would be an amazing opportunity to be a guest on and then you see in their notes and it says no politics and no religion to be discussed mm -hmm. and yeah. it's kind of discouraging not i don't ever want to talk about politics to be honest so that didn't discourage no, me, me either yeah i'm not worried about that i'm not worried about that subject nope but <laughs> Other but to not be able to that that they're 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 flat out stating you know if you have faith we don't want to hear about it yeah exactly and i'm not judging them i'm not judging anyone because it's not my place but it does make me somewhat discouraged you know mm -hmm. and and i try i use my podcast i freely admit that i'm a christian mm -hmm. i probably wouldn't have done that 10 years ago right to freely admit you know or mm -hmm. stop on the street or in a store and pray with a stranger or pray over yeah. a stranger, um, you know, someone you don't even know, but you see their hurt and mm -hmm. you acknowledge it. And sometimes that's all someone needs is to be acknowledged in their pain. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of discouraging sometimes. Do you find that? Do you find that maybe even with some of your clients that they might be in a spot of they're seeking faith, they've lost faith, or, you know, even on, on the professional end of it, do you find that you get discouraged because people are saying, no, nah, I really don't want to talk to you because we don't want to talk about religion or we don't want to hear about you being a Christian. I definitely have felt that. And I see that um, play out because being, I think, and you probably do a little bit too with your, with your own show, but having to be connecting and networking on social media, particularly and seeing so many opinions and what people are doing and talking about, we are very much as believers, I think being, you know, we're marginalized. We, they don't want to hear what we have to say. And I think we have to just kind of understand that even though it's uncomfortable, it's not something to be ashamed of. I kind of found myself wanting to maybe not you know, talk or connect with them. But I just found that I never felt authentic in that and being in the world of just putting your content out there, you're aware of that very quickly. Who's a Christian and who's not? But I feel like as believers we don't need to worry so much about what people would think or, or how we relate to them. I think it just means we have to be just stay authentic. And that's what I found. I've just had to stay authentic because quite frankly, if I'm authentic, I'm being myself. And if someone connects to me, they connect to me. If they don't, they're, they're not going to. And it's hard for me to, as someone who is very faith-based in the way I live and even in my own work, I, I can't remove that part of it. And so I'm not, to, I'm not saying I haven't been uncomfortable because I have, there's been times where I've felt, you know, Oh, should I downplay this a little bit just so I can like get in on the conversation. Right. And um, even if I kind of sidestep it to begin with a little bit, I quickly just fall into being myself and it's going to come out. And I've just had to like, really just be at peace with not being of just being unapologetic about that side of my life. And I think, um, you know, it's just part of our culture right now that we're probably apprehensive because I think in general, um, as Christians, our beliefs are becoming, you know, less and less mainstream or culturally acceptable, but you have to, I think it just as an encouragement, I think we all have to just stay 
understanding that God is working in that. And even if we're uncomfortable, he understands and like, we can still show up as who we are and it's going to land for some people and it's not going to land for some people. And we have to be okay with that because you never know what tiny seed you're sowing for someone. And even if it doesn't land, you're still being you. And that's really what God wants to see us do. I completely agree. And I love that, you know, just, you just gotta, you have to be who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and your, your authentic true self. Yeah. And even if it is uncomfortable and he calls us to be uncomfortable. Yes, he does. He never said it was going to be easy or (laughs) or any of that. Right. And I, um, I, I was on a panel, uh, several weeks ago and it was, I was the, there out of six people, I was the only Christian Mm-hmm. And it was about, I think the topic was called, um, is there life after death? I was asked to be on this panel and I, I fullheartedly said, yes, absolutely. I really wanted to be on it knowing yeah. that it would, and it was also women, we are from all different countries. Mm-hmm. So all different backgrounds, all different beliefs. That's awesome. Complete different beliefs. And I'm open to listening and hearing anyone. Yes. I yes. don't have to agree with how their belief is, and they don't have to yep. be with mine, but it was so interesting and eye-opening to hear all these different cultures and belief systems from totally different countries, mm-hmm. you know, and some just literally did not believe in a God at all. They believe right. in the universe yeah, and in karma and energy. Mm-hmm. that we're just all balls of energy. And, and when we end, we just, our energy just goes out into the universe. Right. There's all these different types of beliefs. I, I didn't judge any of them. It was just incredibly interesting mm-hmm. to hear because as Americans, we're in our own little bubbles. For sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't open their minds enough to to even want to listen to something different. Yeah. And I may not believe it. I may not, it's not something that I would follow, you know, not part of my life path, but it was super interesting and very eye-opening to hear Mm -hmm. the different types. And, and it was funny at one point, uh, one of the, one of the women, and they were all just, they were all truly beautiful women, um, you know, inside and out. And the yeah. one woman, she's talking, she was, you know, the universe and energy and, and I didn't quite understand because that's not where my brain goes. You know, that's not my mm-hmm. belief, but when she was done and, and it was all done very, very respectfully. And I honestly, I had to say, I have to interject. I completely and totally disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that got the, and that got the conversation really, really opened up. And then everybody shared where they came from. They were raised that way. That's all they know. Yeah, right. Exactly. We have to remember that. We have to remember that. You can't stop and judge someone because they have a different belief system than you. Because, yeah. you know, in this country, basically, you're, you know, it, it's Christian. Not everybody yeah. believes, but that's what this country, you know, exactly. in general. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, you know, other countries are, are Muslim or Buddhist and, you know, all these uh, so many different kinds. I don't even know, you know, mm-hmm. but it was just it was really amazing. Have you had a chance to 
meet or have folks on your show or talk to people with other different differing religions than than ours as Christians? Yes, I have. Um, there's actually a new app called Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of it yet, but it's an I auditory. have, but I'm on Android, so I'm not yeah. able to get in. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the listeners, it's like an auditory app. It's all just voice and it's kind of similar to just doing a podcast. It's like a live podcast, but you can have the people that are listening come up and talk and talk too. So it's just like being in a room and everyone's talking basically. But um, in, in Clubhouse, I've had opportunities to talk to so many different people and hear so many different perspectives. It's been really cool. And outside of that, you know, I've been, I, my husband and I traveled before we had kids and, 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 and I've been to Haiti on mission trips and, um, and a lot of their practice is, is voodoo and things like that. So I have been around that and seen that. And I think that's the thing that we have to keep our minds open to it. We're not here to judge. And if you had not ever been told of Christ, when you were a child, your journey to find him would be very different. And we don't, what would you know outside of what you had been raised in? It's, you know, that's very um, foundational how you're raised. And so staying open to that for me has been just, helpful in my own journey with Christ and, and seeing his work even more so, because I can just see how all these different things brought me and that person together to be able to talk or to see what they have to say. And I think that that's, what's interesting about how God works because he's love, right? And when we're showing up being authentic and knowing Christ, like that's, what's going to come across loving, loving conversation. And that's what I keep in mind because yeah, we're not here to judge or to or condemn people for what they have going on or what they believe. Um, we're here to show love and that really is what wins hearts. And so that's why I think I've been a little bit more at peace in this climate to just stay to who I am, say it out loud. I am a Christian and, and, and be proud of it because I know that prevailing what I'm putting out into the world is loving. And, um, for, you know, for some people, they're not loving <laughs> and they're not going to connect to me, but for other people, they re are receptive to love. Right. So it's, it's about everyone's individual journeys and where they are in life. And, um, you know, and I've had to go through a lot as far as, you know, mental health and, and getting to a healthy place. I mean, I've suffered from depression and OCD my whole life, um, in different seasons. It's really, really difficult. In other seasons, I have much more, I'm able to manage it much, much easier. And so for me, judging someone's walk is, is not what I'm here to do. And, and I like getting to know different people because it helps me see the world differently. And, and I, I enjoy that. So I do too. I, I do too. It's, it's opened my eyes to so much, you know, and, and so much, there's so much negative around the past year with the pandemic and everything, oh, yeah. you know, but I have, I have found also on my journey over this pandemic that I have had blessing after blessing and opportunity after opportunity put in front of me in this very strange time. You know, I lost yeah. my job. I lost a very, a very good paying job, mm -hmm. you know, that, that steady paycheck, you know, and benefits and all of that. And then it was gone. So there I am, and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a single person with single income. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, Oh, Hey, what am I going to, what am I doing now? Yeah. But I didn't ever have any fear about it. And then I just, I fully jumped into my writing and 
um, working on collaborative book projects and coordinating collaborative book projects and getting them published and out That's there. Amazing. And then I woke up one morning literally and said to myself, literally woke up one morning and sat on the edge of my bed and went, I think I'm going to try doing a podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> not having a clue how yeah. to do it. And I've only been doing it for like four months mm-hmm. and I'm having an absolute blast. I've had like 35 guests already. It's just just amazing. And so my journey has totally shifted. And I think I'm finally settling into what my purpose was to be. Right. It took being in a job with a really toxic atmosphere. I was horribly becoming actually ill physically. I did become physically ill from the atmosphere at work. I live with PTSD. So I too live with depression, anxiety, nightmares, you know, that's a big old ball of mess at times. Mm -hmm. And that, that was escalated due to the situation where I was at at work. So God took me out of it. Right. And I didn't know my plan, but every day it was just, I was getting these nudges. I don't know if you get these nudges, but I get these nudges and sometimes they're little whispers, but sometimes they're like two by fours up the back of your head. (laughs) <laughs> he's like, Kim, listen to me now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I know. I know. I've been getting those nudges and I've just been following them. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I look back over the last four months. I never, ever would have anticipated what I'm doing today. Yeah. I think it was definitely a great disruptor, the whole situation, because it disrupted family life. It disrupted work life. It disrupted the balance of the two. And I think for, for some of it, it's been very challenging. And for others, the other side of it, it's been, like you said, a blessing. There's been opportunity. I found that to be true. There's been so much opportunity for me to get things done that I otherwise literally would not have had the margin in my day to do. Um, It's given my family and particularly a chance to have a lot of time with my husband who used to travel like all week. Mm-hmm. and didn't see our kids. And literally they see him every single day. I mean, that is huge for them. They're four and three and, and huge for me too. Right. And so, you know, that changed our life. And although we've had growing pains with that, like figuring out how to all be at home all day long, every day, um, what a blessing that has been. Cause otherwise that would have never been part of our story to have all right. this time together as a family. And so I think just like with anything and journey in life, you know, pain, or transformation comes through pain. Transformation comes through growth and challenges. And for me, and to speak to your show and what in the press, you know, the pretense of what it's about, you know, fear is a strangler and it's going to keep you stuck and stagnant and, and, and staying in the same place. So if you can move past the initial wrangle that it can have on your heart and on your actions, you can start to experience life differently. And it doesn't mean it's not scary. It doesn't mean like, you know, you're not going to have apprehension or be uncomfortable in any way, but you are going to experience that other side because again, through the uncomfortable, through the pain comes transformation. And that lasts you a lifetime because fear and pain are feelings. They're very real and they you know, challenge us and make us have to think differently and change, but they are temporary. Like we can 
get past that initial fear and move to something else and, and, and create something for ourselves and in a positive way. So I think we have to just remember that it's mindset. It's a, it's a mindset situation. And, and we have with God's help so much control over that. Exactly. And, you know, and I always, I, I always say that when you, when you are falling into depression or you're, you, you've got fears, all these fears just swirling in your head or, you know, or you're experiencing some sort of pain, whether it's physical or mental, you know, relational pain, whatever it is, that's a storm. I always, I, that's how I liken it to as a storm, but I always tell people that when I'm talking to them and I tell myself this, it may be a storm, but there is strength in that storm. Mm-hmm. And you are going to come out the other side and it takes strength to do that. You've got strength within you. So if you're in the middle of the storm and you've got the strength within you, you are the strength. There mm-hmm. is strength and beauty within that storm. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep on fighting your way out because sometimes, yeah, it is a fight. It is a battle. Each mm-hmm. day we battle. Everybody yeah. battles something. You had mentioned uh, about depression. And if you don't mind, I want to, I want to ask you, um, where does that come from for you? So depression for me has not been something that was developed from a traumatic event. Um, I was, I was born that way. Um, it, mm-hmm. For as long as I can remember, I've battled with depression. Um, it's in my family. It runs in my family. Um, it's something my mom's struggled with and my grandmother very difficult in a very difficult way. And so I think the difference for me has been my mom I guess probably could see tendencies and see things about me that were similar to what she walked through. And so it was a very open-ended conversation from the time I can remember talking about our feelings, um, her helping me manage my, my emotions and my feelings and walking through it and talking through it. Um, it's been something that I, has been more difficult in certain seasons, coupling that with OCD. I did have a trigger with my OCD and it was basically learning about pinworms in the third grade. I remember the conversation. I remember a light switch, like turning on and, and being like, what are these things? And <laughs> being deathly scared I was going to get it. I mean, I can still remember just from my head to my toes, the tingle sensation I had and being immediately like a flip of a switch scared to touch things. And, um, it has been a catalyst to some of my depression coming up because when I get anxious or I'm going through stress or things like that, I start to have my triggers. So my first trigger was washing my hands obsessive compulsively to the point where I had to wear medicated gloves. And I, I was just tormented at school because not by other students, by myself, I would come home and just be like, I, I mean, it was very disruptive. I would have to go to the bathroom like every 10 minutes to wash my hands. Um, I would come home and be so physically exhausted just from being mentally drained from mm-hmm. that. And it started affecting my schoolwork because I was so distracted about touching things. Um, and it was just really hard and it's, it's manifested in other things. I had a very difficult time when I left for college, being away from home triggered it again um, for a, another numerable, there was other triggers before that, but another big trigger was when I left for college and I had a very disordered eating situation for about three years. And it wasn't so much like I couldn't eat. It was me controlling what I ate at what time it had to be the exact same thing every single day at the exact same minute. If it wasn't, it sent me into a tailspin. I was very depressed during that time very, very depressed and a very angry person. And so that's kind of, those two have kind of been 
in tandem. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the onset of, I had to, you know, maybe my OCD triggered the depression, but honestly, as far as I can remember, I've had these episodes of OCD and depression and anxiety manifest. And um, that's been my journey. And that's been such a calling card for me and Jesus to walk through. And I know that through those things, um, my relationship with him has just developed from that because I've really had to just lay it at his feet. And, and there were other triggers like rubbing my hip and things that were super outward that I would try to repress so that people wouldn't see me doing my trigger because it was, I was very ashamed of it and Mm -hmm. felt very embarrassed by it. So I had a lot of that whole component of confidence and just, just feeling less than, and so it, that has been my journey. And, um, and I've really just had to allow God to help me with my mental health because it is very consuming. Mental health is very consuming. And, and, you know, I, I've had to walk through dealing with that, with, you know, things of life like death and loss and grief and things that, that have gone on in, on in my family with my loved ones. And so, you know, everyone's life is there's, I feel like for all of us, there's going to be the thing that we're constantly are coming back to Jesus for, to be sanctified in it, to, to walk with him. And it doesn't mean it, it, it can't, I mean, I've conquered it. I'm here. I haven't let it, you know, can like destroy who I am and send me into a place where I I'm in a hole or I'm not functioning healthfully. Right. Um, but it does, it, it, it's not, it's never going to go away. It's a perpetual part of my life. And I'm sure you can relate to that with your PTSD, as we talked about it, even on my show and just, you know, it's not something we get over, but we learn the right tools um, to manage it. Right. And, and that's part of, part of our story and and why I think you and I can both share that because we know what it, what the journey feels like and what it can do to your life and how we can still live a beautiful, good life in spite of it. That's mm-hmm. right. Because the, yep. the storm and the battle is not everything. Right. Exactly. It's not, it's not, it can, it can be everything if you allow if it to let be. it. That's right. But if it does you allow not, it. Yep. But it does not have to be at all. <clears throat> That's why, you know, I, I picture when I, when the three words, let fear bounce popped in my head, I immediately pictured being cloaked in armor mm-hmm. and the D man, as I call him you know, him and his minions shooting their little arrows and they just ping off me mm-hmm. with, you know, a sound, <laughs> that yeah. actual ping <laughs> noise. Yeah. And that's, I'm a very visual person. So I'm always coming me up too. with pictures in my head, Yeah, but that's how I picture it. You know, it's a, you wake up and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those days. I didn't mm-hmm. sleep well. I had more nightmares. It's going to be one of those days. I'm really tired. And then, you know, I I have to shift my mindset and say, no, not today, not today, D-man. I'm not opening the door to you today. And it is, it is work sometimes each day. Yes, for sure. Sometimes each day. Sometimes hour by hour, because sometimes you can wake up and the first hour is total crap and you have to like readjust. Like I'm not going to let this next hour be crap, right? So (laughs) it definitely is. You've got to just manage it. Um, It it is a daily walk. It can be an hourly walk too. Exactly. I completely Mm -hmm. agree. Uh, You know, and although our circumstances are totally different, there's an awful lot of similarities in there. Yeah. And I agree. Some days it can be an hourly thing. And that's when I, for me anyway, I'll look at my dog and say, 
let's go. We're going out, mm -hmm. you know, heading outside. For me, that is the main thing that helps to settle mm -hmm. all of that swirl that starts yeah. up. Just disrupting it in some way. Yeah, just yeah. being outside and, and breathing. And it doesn't matter the weather. It doesn't, I don't care if it's raining, snowing, whatever bundle up. That's what I got clothes for. You know, I just bundle up and we get on out there. If it's for 10 minutes or an hour, however long it takes, then I come back in, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready now, but you know, let's go. My armor is back fully in place and that works for me. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, as we wrap this up here today, what is one thing that you want to share with the listeners that helps you when you wake up and you're thinking, Oh, I'm not going to have a crap day. <laughs> yeah. What is that one tip that you want to leave our listeners with that they can actually walk away with today and put into play if they can? So my big, my biggest tip and my biggest tool has been literally telling myself what I'm grateful for in the morning first thing, because what that sets my heart, my intentions for the day is having that perspective, like, and even if I've had a bad night or like been up with my kids or whatever, I'm already exhausted before I crack my eyes open. I just tell myself today, I'm thankful that I am here today. I am thankful that I have a home, that I have the ability to walk and talk and see. Sometimes it comes down to your just physical abilities. What thankfulness that has positioning my heart to be thankful throughout the day helps me. So like, if I'm having a moment, like you just said, you'll you know, take your dog out for a walk, I'll immediately just rattle off what's good right now. Okay. The sun's out. I have food in my pantry. You know, I, I'm able to turn on the music if I want to and rock out right now. Yeah. So I just try to like tell myself immediately, here's three things I'm grateful for. And that normally just, I think it's really about disrupting what's going on in your mind. Right. So if you can disrupt that, whether it's stand up and you know, smile, even smiling. There's been so much science behind just physically smiling. It reduces or reduces cortisol and releases mm -hmm. endorphins into your body simply by just physically smiling. Right. Um, so there's so many different ways to disrupt that negativity. And that's what I would say, do something to disrupt the negativity. And the easiest way to do that is to immediately tell yourself three things right now that you're thankful for. Yeah. That would be an immediate focus change for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful tip. Love it absolutely love it so folks that are listening put that in your little mental toolbox because that's one you can pull out at any time of the day yes that's right well thank you emily so much for being with me today this has been wonderful and i would love to have you on again if you're open to that because i think i could sit here and chat for way longer than what yes, we have totally <laughs> definitely we'll have to do a, a sequel part yeah, two. yes yes we'll have yeah. to do a sequel <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for being on Let Fear Bounce and I wish you a beautiful day. Thank you, Kim. You as well.